This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. I'm Bob Cudmore. Today's guest is Gary McCarthy, the mayor of Schenectady. Uh, perhaps I should uh, re- refer to you as Mr. President. You're uh, president of the Conference of Mayors. What What is that? I uh, had the uh, opportunity or fortunate uh, path to be elected uh, president of the New York State Conference of Mayors and Municipal Officials. It's a, a statewide group that was actually founded by a Schenectady mayor back in 1910, uh, but it represents uh, all the mayors of the 62 cities and the over 500 villages in the community and also uh, other municipal officials. So it includes uh, uh, city council members, uh, uh, town board members, uh, village trustees, uh, and then some of the uh, also the professional staff. Mm. W- what does this group do? Uh, it is an advocacy group uh, on behalf of uh, cities and villages at the state level looking for uh, legislation, aid, uh, changes in public policy. But uh, one of its more significant roles is also to provide training for uh, municipal officials and support for uh, local government. So we staff the organization with a number of uh, highly competent uh, and experienced attorneys who will provide uh, uh, technical resources for communities where they have uh, unusual issues mm-hmm. that may come, it may be unique for a particular city or village, but it's happened before in past history. It's happened in other communities. And then we do ongoing training throughout the year uh, where communities will have turnover and staff so that uh, there's financial uh, requirements in terms of reporting. We work with the controller's office to make sure that the staff within different uh, communities are uh, prepared to uh, manage finances, do the adequate reporting, and make sure mm-hmm. that uh, the communities run smooth. So you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. I mean, maybe you've got a specific problem, and the mayor of uh, Ogdensburg had something like that happen. And uh, Exactly. That, yeah. and that we looked at you know, also share information going forward in terms of best practices and how to deal with problems that uh, are common across communities, not only in the state, but across the country. But also, I would say uh, maybe you lobby or, I mean, does this group, I don't know if the word is lobby, but try to influence state government to provide more aid to cities? Uh, we do. We look for not only aid, but uh, changes in policy. So there may be legislation that would have an impact on how uh, cities or villages are managed and requirements that are put on them or what their respective roles are. So that we uh, work, you know, again with the governor's office, with uh, the legislators to uh, make sure that our voices are adequately heard and represented. Gary McCarthy's with us, the mayor of the city of Schenectady. Central Park has uh, been in the news in in recent weeks. Uh, Improvements being made uh, to the park What's being done there and what needs to be done at Central Park, again, in Schenectady? Uh, We've uh, made uh, systematic investments in all our parks uh, since I've been mayor. We've been putting uh, money in our pocket parks. Uh, Rich Paterni heads the uh, Recreation Advisory Board, gone through, done an evaluation of uh, some of the problems and some of the needs of the individual parks. Uh, We've done that, again, in the neighborhood pocket parks, and then the last two years, we've made substantial investments in Central Park. 
where you've done upgrades to the Thomas Isabella Pavilion. Uh, we've uh, upgraded uh, the swimming facilities, we've made major investments over the last year in Music Haven and in the A-Diamond, uh, along with uh, investments in our tennis courts. It's not the tennis stadium, but uh, with Love 15 and uh, the U.S. Tennis Association's junior division, we upgraded those tennis courts uh, and uh, did an announcement on Thursday uh, about uh, upgrades at Music mm-hmm. Haven and the uh, great summer concert series that Mona Golub puts together each year. And it, it's at Central Park that has the dog park that's uh, been in the news. There was an incident with a, uh, a it, biting incident. It does. Uh, unfortunately, we had a uh, uh, couple of incidents there, and so we're uh, uh, making clear uh, the rules, uh, posting them in a more uh, visible manner and tightening up some of the criteria for people who use the dog park. One that I, I saw, I mean, I just see one news report about this is that one of the rules now, or maybe this has always been the rule, that a person's not supposed to have more than two dogs with them? Correct. And most people come in, it's kind of the assumption that you'll have one dog with you, but you get uh, people who bring in multiple dogs, and one of the incidents involved uh, multiple dogs, and so you get, uh, they are animals, uh, they want to play, sometimes they can be aggressive. You want to make sure that the owners are able to control their animals. So this would prevent, I mean, some people, it's a job, you know, you're a dog walker and get a bunch of dogs together, but no more than two. Uh, Correct. And we use this facility primarily for the residents and neighbors of the park so that they can bring their dogs there and uh, have a space where the dogs can uh, uh, get some exercise and uh, have some fun and enjoy the uh, great uh, amenities in Central Park. Okay. Let me ask you about uh, police discipline. The courts have approved Schenectady's use of a different way to handle police discipline cases than what was in effect before. An officer who's been charged with DWI while off-duty recently was placed on desk duty as opposed to being suspended uh, with pay as the case is considered by the police commissioner. Apparently it used to be uh, he or she would be suspended with pay. How is, I mean, why is this better or how is the new process working? Well, under the old process, the common uh, practice was to do an initial suspension for 30 days. Uh, After that 30 days, the employee has to be put back on the payroll. Oh, so they they be without pay for 30 days. Correct. Okay. Uh, Now, uh, all the the recent court ruling, the ruling last fall, Court of Appeals, says that discipline will be administered by the public safety commissioner, police commissioner. Uh, Commissioner uh, Idens, we've moved through a couple of what I'll call minor matters uh, and have been resolved with uh, an amical manner. Uh, I believe this one will also. uh, The commissioner, uh, we're preparing the paperwork on this. Uh, We'll move it forward for the commissioner's consideration and he will impose uh, an appropriate level of discipline. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, there's two things maybe here, the, the specific case and then in general. And uh, on the specific case, another criticism I've seen in the in the media is that the officer, it was after an auto accident, didn't uh, get his breathalyzer test for a couple of hours uh, after the uh, incident. Is, was that fair? 
Well, without uh, commenting specifically on a pending case, uh, again, this fact pattern uh, was uh, an officer was arrested, uh, moving toward pleading guilty, and you're getting a, a level of review in uh, hypothetical analysis that really, uh, I believe, is unwarranted. Mm. Well, let me um, ask in, in general about these police discipline cases, and you mentioned the public safety commissioner, who's Michael Idens. Um I guess what I'm trying to grasp is what, how is this, in your view, the public benefiting, the city benefiting from the way these cases can now be handled? Well, again, I started to uh, talk about where before spend an officer, individual for 30 days, then they would go back on the payroll but would not be working. It's really equivalent to a unpaid or a paid vacation. Uh, now, uh, the case will be put together uh, in a relatively quick period of time. It will go before the commissioner, and the commissioner will render a decision. Uh, the officer can uh, have a negotiated settlement, or it will go to a, uh, a public hearing uh, during the uh. Uh, fact pattern. And these are going to move in an expedited manner. We're not going to have cases in the past. We had some that kicked around for over a year, uh, very long periods of time. And I don't believe that's good public policy. It's not good for the employee. It's not good for the city. And where somebody has made a, a poor choice would prefer that it be resolved in a uh, quick and more uh, pragmatic fashion. And this mechanism allows us to do it, and it's something that we're doing. Can there be an appeal from the commissioner's decision? Uh, yes, there can. Hmm. To a court? or uh, Correct. Or they, there's also a mechanism where if somebody was terminated, they can appeal back to the commissioner, I believe, within a year for reinstatement. Well, we've done a whole half of the program. I haven't even asked you about the casino yet. The, the latest uh, or one of the latest developments has to do with sports betting, which has been allowed by the U.S. Supreme Court, I believe. Will there be sports betting at the Riverfront Casino in Schenectady? Well, it's... Up to the state legislature, I would encourage our legislators and the governor to consider moving that forward. The Supreme Court has uh, cleared the way for uh, this type of activity. Uh, the casinos, when they were set up, uh, this was a possibility for them some point in the future. Now the uh, court cases have ruled in the, the favor of it happening, and I believe that it should be reviewed and uh, put in place using the existing casino structure as a uh, starting point to be able to uh, uh, take advantage of uh, sports betting. It is one of the things, it happens. It's all illegal right. today. It's under the table. It's uh, uh, organized in some levels by uh, sometimes disorganized groups. Sometimes it's tied to organized crime. And uh, this, I believe, believe it uh, puts it out on the table. It uh, has potential to generate some revenue for the uh, local governments and state government, and uh, it uh, takes the negative aspect out of it. One uh, point that w was made on the news coverage of this story and its effect on uh, local casinos like Schenectady is, well, you know, the government wants uh, to tax this money, but if you tax it too much, 
you'll tend to drive the the betters back to the uh, illegal gambling. And that was uh, one of the things that was said with uh, off track betting. It's uh, you know it was one of the things talked about when the casinos came in place. What is the margin uh, that the government would take? Uh, it's part of the uh, discussion, and uh, hopefully we would have something that is uh, fair and equitable for everyone that, uh, again, makes it a, uh, a pastime that people can take advantage of. Let me move off the uh, specific casino to, to ask you in general about riverfront development, uh, specifically in the area of the casino. Uh, w- what's happening uh, there? You're going to have a concert series, I think, this uh uh, summer, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, again, immediately adjacent to the casino is Mohawk Harbor. If uh, Bob, if you haven't been over to look at it or uh, people haven't had the opportunity to stop by, I would encourage them to do it. Uh, part of that development was to create a harbor off the Mohawk River. It's terraced and set up so that there's a, it's designed to be a performance venue along with having the uh, roughly 50 slips for boat dockage. And they've uh, put together a... Uh, very impressive uh, list of entertainment that's going to occur on Saturdays uh, throughout the summer there. And so we encourage people to come over and take advantage of that. They can stop at the casino. Uh, The um, uh, Harbor House apartments are, I believe, a little over 80% leased up already. Uh, The commercial space is being leased up. uh, And so we're very pleased with that. Uh, It's uh, an exciting time in Schenectady, and that's a great uh, development uh, that's happened. It's uh, roughly a half a billion dollars. Mm. It's uh, an impressive uh, undertaking. Let me ask you a question just popped in my head. As a drive-by sidewalk superintendent, uh, I wonder— there are, I think some of the uh, either condos or apartments that are being built there have these outdoor stairs— I, I, it looks strange to me, you know, in this uh, climate of ours. It's fine now, but what, what about in the wintertime? I always think it's sunny and nice in Schenectady. So it's, <laughs> okay. uh, those are actually uh, townhouses, which are adjacent to the apartment building. So those are going to be individually owned, uh, and the uh, design is a little bit different, but uh, they have uh, an option in them for elevators internally and have the stairs outside so that you can, uh, uh, again, they're terraced in different ways, and it's really a very creative okay. design so, overlooking the river. So they will have elevators inside. They do so they have can, that as an option. Go, yes. Okay. Um, let me ask you about another uh, part of the city, uh, Yates Village, uh, which is, uh, I don't know if the word is owned, but operated by the Schenectady Housing Authority uh, on uh, Van Franken Avenue. It's a big uh, public housing project, and it's going to get an extensive overhaul. What's happening there? Again, uh, Yates Village is uh, owned by the uh, Schenectady Municipal Housing Authority. It was uh, opened, I believe, in 1950. It's just under 300 units at that site. Uh, it's in need of uh, major upgrades. This project will move it from uh, solely low-income housing to more of a mixed use. So it'll uh, take some of the buildings, rehab them, knock some of the other buildings down and put new ones up and uh, have uh, more of a balanced atmosphere so that you won't have solely low-income individuals living there. Hmm. And th- this is a, a lot of money in this, right? It's $9 million from uh, the Correct. State? Again, it's, it's a big project where it's, uh, you know, 
just under 300 units. So this will do, in the initial phase, I believe approximately uh, a quarter of the uh, project. Mm. And also, um, you mentioned when I asked about Central Park, you said there are a number of parks. I must say, and again, driving by it quite a lot, the um, I think it's called Liberty Park, the, the park uh, opposite the community college is looking nice. But what was the decision on the um, Statue of Liberty? Uh, it's viewed now as Gateway Park, and uh, I okay. still have not made the final decision on where the Statue of Liberty will go. Uh, you could make your recommendation today, Bob. It might sway my uh, opinion. Okay. As to, uh, but uh, again, we'll, it's really a good debate where you see uh, some of the historical markers are uh, being renewed and placed in more visible spots. The statue is part of that discussion, whether it goes back in uh, uh, Gateway Park or uh, another location in the city. Uh, we've seen the old YMCA undergoing a full uh, renovation. J.T. Pollard is doing a major project just on the easterly side of the park. And so, uh, again, it's an exciting time to be in Schenectady. So the placement of the statue is still up in the air. Still well, up in the air. Isn't the other park that it might go to near Yates Village? or uh, Correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, Steinmetz Park is uh, roughly two blocks, three blocks, depending on how you do the measurements, away from uh, Yates Village. And since you brought it up, the the, uh, the former YMCA, that's going to be elderly housing or something like that? Or what is it uh, uh, going to be? Designation is senior housing. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, and that uh, project is moving ahead. And uh, again, we're glad to have that underway and look forward to uh, doing a ribbon cutting there. Another story to ask you about residency waivers. We've already talked about uh, the Public Safety Commissioner, Michael Idens. He and another uh, public official have been granted residency waivers. The other official is the Chief Building Inspector, Christopher Lunn. Uh, and the city of Schenectady has a residency law, but there can be wa- waivers uh, to it. And uh, why waivers for these uh, two There people? is uh, the... Uh, Current code requires uh, employees to live in the city of Schenectady or move there within six months of their being hired. Uh, Chris Lund, when I hired him uh, a little over uh, six months ago, he made the commitment to move to the city of Schenectady uh, and, in fact, had put in a purchase offer on a house. Uh, Unfortunately, there were... uh, complications with getting a clear title on the property, and it has delayed his purchase of the house. So I look at his waiver as more of a technical uh, adjustment to the residency. Uh, Mike Idens uh, uh, agreed to come over as public safety commissioner uh, with really the untimely death of uh, Wayne Bennett. Uh, I was fortunate to get somebody with his background and experience where he'd uh, been a uh, private uh, attorney. He'd been a village justice, a uh, town justice, served as a county court judge, uh, was uh, a chief assistant district attorney. Uh, he uh, is, uh, is a house in Glenville. Uh, he actually had looked at some options in the city of Schenectady, but uh, both because of his age uh, and his willingness to take this job on short, short notice, uh, had made the commitment to him that I would uh, seek the waiver for him because of his skill and talent just fitted the uh, needs of the city. 
You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. I'm Bob Cudmore. Today's guest was Gary McCarthy, the mayor of Schenectady. You can listen to this program as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. Next week on Talk of the Town, our guest will be Tim Welch, talking about the history of the town of Wilton. He's just done a documentary about the history of Wilton. We'll also talk with Tim about an organization he's much involved with. That's Grant Cottage on Mount McGregor.